Love it. Love it. How's it going? We are back with uh, another episode, a little impromptu episode today of uh, Spill Your Sports. And Two. Been a few days since we were able to kind of get going here. A month? And so, yeah. About a month. Shoot. Tune so, in, everybody. Um, lots of things have happened. And uh, so we've just kind of to say, hey, let's go ahead and talk about some of these things uh, today and get them over with. So good seeing you all again. Uh, good to be back with you all. Been <laughs> kind of busy. Been on time, yeah. Lots of things going on. Uh, in the Spill Your Sports neighborhood. So, lots of topics, a wide range of topics today. Um, very excited about it. Did y'all ever get your ice cream rolling? No. Not yet. <laughs> but it's still come to Twin Lakes. It's really good. Um, the fudge is still... I think they're, they're warming it up. Yeah, it's, she's a warm so, It's one of those things that's worth the wait. It's really worth the wait. The hot fudge is on point. We, we actually came in with a... Uh, local music artist right now that's really killing it he is yeah killing it yeah you, you took the words out of my mouth county roads that was uh lb shane he's a local from caneyville is it caneyville uh, i've heard brownsville caneyville so i was yes, sir. wanting to get that right yeah but yeah he is uh he's killing it. of course i'm sure everybody out there's heard of, was it my boy my boy that, that's been on the radio a lot yep. this is uh his new one that we actually just living the dream he is yeah. man living the County dream Road. so if you get a chance to check Shane out too I mean it, if, for anything else support your local guys oh yeah and yeah. Uh, he, he's, he's really killing it he, he's making he's making good music shout right out now. to you Elby. so we wish him nothing but the best you know coming from Grayson County that's awesome I mean bravo to him uh, I hope he keeps on rocking man I'm listening to him. I'm sure everybody else is. Yes, sir. So, uh, shout out to Elby Shane out there, man. Keep on rocking. So, yeah, like Shane said, it's been a minute, guys. <laughs> how we how we we've, done? We've all been doing our uh, different things, but we are back. We got some uh, great topics to cover. A lot on the draft, college basketball. Uh, we got to dive into our local sports. We've had a eighth grade volleyball championship for Mr. Shane Jackson. Eat your heart out, Bill Belichick. Awesome. Eat your heart out. I have I have to ask you this question because I wanted to ask you how was it, you know, watching your daughter, you know, grow up and then do this, like win this championship with her. Yeah, with her, coaching her. Don't get teary eyed either. I mean, that, that's got to be it, awesome as a day. It is. It's really hard. And I'll be honest, when Avery was young, uh, her main thing was always dance and um, gymnastics and stuff like that. And I was always like, you know, she may be my best athlete of the three, just to be honest. <laughs> and I'm like, and she's going to be a dancer and a gymnast, and I'm not going to use any of the, get to use any of those abilities for sports. And <laughs> it, it just so happened that when I was – you know, still a young teacher and you do anything you can to keep your job and they needed a volleyball coach. I was like, you know what? Yeah, let me try this. I, I don't know anything about volleyball, but I can scream and yell and I can yell bump, set, spike with the best of them. Bump, set, spike. And that's really how I got my start with uh, um, volleyball. 
And I was blessed and fortunate to have a lot of, you know, help those first couple of years of, you know, young ladies that had played at our high school and kind of showed me the ropes. And over time, it's one of those things I really just kind of got into. And we did a camp probably our first or second year. And Avery came with me. And next thing I look over and she's over there against the wall, you know, and she's down, got her platform out and she's bumping the ball against the wall. And I'm like, yes, there's a chance. There's a chance she's going to like this. And uh, sure enough, she's kind of grown up to love it. And uh, she's infatuated and ate up with it. And I couldn't be more happy for her and uh, the rest of her teammates. This was not the most ideal year by any stretch of imagination. Uh, and for them to be able to persevere like they did and, uh, you know, fight some adversity and uh, overcome the quarantines and, you know, everything, every excuse that they had to give up, they just never did. And um, we're able to kind of push through there and persevere kind of at the end. And, you know, meant a lot. Really made, made me happy. It seems like it paid off. It did. Um, I think this was banner number seven or eight. <laughs> he eight. said, I think it's banner number seven <laughs> or eight. I lost count after five. <laughs> did she get a boyfriend? Who, Avery? Yeah. Better not have. Uh, good answer. <laughs> we'll know she'll be tuning in later. I'll find you. But no, it it really was a, a for them. It is a sweet magical moment. They did not get to have their tournament last year, um, and you know, one of the, my wife a couple of years ago, I think the last time we won a banner, got a picture with Avery and the trophy, and I, I remember specifically the banner say, "No, when your time comes, you're going to have to hold up that trophy too." And for, for her to live up to that expectation was pretty sweet. It was a pretty good, awesome thing. That's the first thing I thought when I seen that picture, I was like, because I had seen what, you know, Christina had put, mm -hmm. and I was just like, man, that is just, that is unbelievable. Getting goosebumps, you know, it's awesome. Yeah. That you hold that trophy and then it's yours to hold. Mm -hmm. You know, there's a difference in holding it and then it's actually now how I want it. And it's like, it's pretty That's cool because awesome. she's seen a lot of girls, you know, win. So she wanted like a little taste. She was like, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get my hands on it. Right. And you know, that, that was pretty cool. And you know, that paves the way for the future girls. Yeah. I mean, yeah. That yeah. is one of the it's things awesome. I'm. Volleyball, I mean, it's really, go ahead. That's one of the things I'm proudest of about our program is our family mentality. And you know, we break every day on family before every game, after every game. Family is something that I've tried to instill since we started the middle school program. And now that all those girls have kind of gone up to the high school and, you know, it's kind of like having a, a team of sisters, you know, whether you're a sixth grader, seventh grader, eighth grader, or senior, it doesn't matter. Uh, we've just tried to instill that that characteristic to all these girls. And, you know, our, our program from top to bottom has had a lot of success over the last couple of years. Of course, our high school team was regional runner up um, this year and, uh, you know, district champs two years in a row. and. You know, it's just me being who I am. I think we should win district every year. I mean, I'm just, I won't say, I'm just that confident that we should be competing for district championships year in and year out uh, with how we do things. So uh, it's good to see uh, all the success and, you know, all the success just in our volleyball program, our boys and girls, basketball teams at the high school. We're both district champs this year. Congrats to those guys. Yeah. Um, good job. You know, Great. And, you know, when we were decided to open the show with uh, local sports today, that was kind of one of the things I want to bring up is that, you know, all these teams 
have had, you know, reasons to not do well and, you know, excuses, but they don't make them, you know, they're, we're persevering, you know, young athletes are persevering. Our boys and girls in this um, community, in this county are showing up, they're doing their jobs. They're still going to practice. They're still working hard and, you know, they're reaping the benefits. Um, you know, and I'm really happy for our baseball and our softball programs. Uh, since they did not get to have really seasons last year, for them to actually get to come back uh, this year and make sure they get their season in, I- I'm tickled to death. That's good. That, that's, yeah. that was my that's biggest good. word. Yeah. Anybody know Danny Clark's like overall record, baseball record? Has he won like a thousand games yet? <laughs> I have oh, God bless him, Danny. If you hear me, buddy, you reach out to me. Let me know you're winning. Something nice. Yeah, I mean, I might see you down at the high school sometimes when we're getting the dumpster down there. I mean, I might just – I know that's a random question, but sorry. No, no, no. I mean, it's, you know, he's been there for a long time now. And what is he, he's the, probably the – Was he after Mike Houchins? He, he took over after Mike Mark, Houchins. Yeah. And, of course, there he had a few years where he didn't coach, and then he came back. Um, I'm not sure if he's past Don yet. Don was there for a long time. Yeah. And, uh, of course, that's a, uh, a couple, one, two, three, three or four region championships, I think, as he was going through there. Mm-hmm. So, I, I'm just loving seeing our high school, you know, sports teams and everything back in action. It, it, it's really it's good. Somewhat normal. I mean, it's, ch- you know. Yeah, we, we, we want to get the gyms back. And I, I I saw a stat yesterday that we have our, our track and field team is doing really well. Yeah. We've had a couple of uh, awesome. track kids taking first place in some things, and so it's good to see the community kind of getting back to normal, and especially our high school community. Mm-hmm. Definitely, God bless these kids. It's nothing for more for the kids, man. Yeah, for these kids to get back out, see their friends, participate, have fun. Play the sports they love. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm definitely, definitely. So let's uh, kind of switch gears and let's go into our first segment today. And uh, our first segment, as we uh, sit here in Twin Lakes Ice Cream, we give them a shout out once again. Yeah, I love them providing us the birthday space. room. Yeah, was well, this the mint the, uh, mint chocolate chip room where mint. they host no. birthdays? Yep. So, I mean, if you've got any, you know, birthdays y'all want to, you know, give them a shout out, though, reserve it for you, and it is, it's pretty bright now. And speaking of birthdays, I mean, not to brag or anything, but I do have one coming up in nine days, so if you'd like to rent out this room and provide me with lots of ice cream, I would gladly <laughs> Ice cream and volleyballs. There you go. Yes. What's, what's any better? Yeah. yeah, and we'll talk sports, so <laughs> it's whatever. All right, so let's get into our D-Rocks Dimes going here. And uh, it's going to kind of lead us into our first uh, sports segment today. And what do we got? Uh, I have made a list. It was a quick list, so bear with me. But I made a list of 10 players I'd like to see in the weeks coming, the Dallas Cowboys draft. Oh. So. Oh, gosh. I've broken down a few <clears throat> names here. Some you may know, some you might not know. Um, of course, there's no surprise who my number one prospect I'm wanting to come to Dallas is Kyle Pitts. Uh, I think he is I, – I know everybody's on Trevor Lawrence. To me, I think Pitts is one of the better talents in this draft. 
If not, he could be better than Lawrence. And I know that a lot of people are saying second, but I could see Fitz being the generational talent coming out of this draft. But that, I mean, that as far as my number one, I mean, I got Patrick Sertan coming in at two uh, out of Alabama. J.C. Horn coming in at three out of South Carolina. Caleb Farley from uh, Virginia Tech. And some of these names, just bear with me. Is Farley the corner? Farley is the corner. And they're talking that he may slip and fall because of the injury. And yeah. I, I hate to break your heart, but there's rumor that Titans may go that way. Well, I mean, Farley. I mean, Shane and pre-show, Titans going to pick everybody. Mm-hmm. He, so, well, he I'm actually heard, uh, I was reading yeah. on a tweet today that he was doing reps or something and had a herniated disc. So, and that was just a few hours ago. I don't know. Uh, that's the one thing I question about Caleb Farley is just how sturdy he is health-wise. I think he's a solid player. I, he actually fits Dan Quinn's system really good. But I'm just wondering how Caleb Farley will hold If he is healthy, I think Caleb Farley is the best corner in this draft. I really do. But that's if he's healthy. So that's a big, you know, they say it's a big word. In Farley's case, that is. Panay Sewell, is that right? Did I say that name right, Kent? The tackle from Oregon, I believe. Panay Sewell. Is that, a, yeah. is that right? Okay. Uh, he comes in for me at fifth. Uh, Trayvon Mulrig. Mulrig? TC boy. Mulrig. Yep. Big fan of his. Yeah, I like him. He's a Texas. I mean, he's right there in Texas. I mean, right, right down the road, pretty much. Uh, now I got, I got to exercise my big blue, Landon Young. I'd like to see him draft Landon Young. He's another. He's a local guy from here. Uh, good kid, works hard. Uh, All American at Kentucky. I think he's just uh, a big body. He's going to work his butt off for whoever drafts him. He's going to be a big player in the NFL, I believe. Jamin Davis from Kentucky, linebacker. Which is jumping up the boards. He, I've, I've read nothing but good stuff. Uh, he comes in for me at eight. Uh, I love this kid. I think he's going to develop into one of the best uh, I mean, linebackers to come out of this draft. I really do. Uh, love Jamin Davis. He's, he's, he's kind of one of them hybrids that's, that's coming into the game now. That you can play different spots. and He's very athletic, very talented, a little rough. But he's, he can develop. Kelvin Joseph, for me, uh, very, very, very underrated cornerback. A lot of off-the-field issues of hurting, but he's ninth for me. And to finish up my dimes, Quentin Mahana out of Kentucky. <laughs> Dallas, just, let's just go to Kentucky. There We're getting a boy. Quentin Mahana. He's just a stud, a big boy, a lot of beef. He, I mean, he killed it at Kentucky. And I love me some Quentin. I wish him nothing but the best. I know he's going to get drafted, and uh, I'd love seeing the Dallas. But, yeah, that's that would be my top ten right now. It's going to change, but that's my rough list on who I want. How much do you all – and uh, I did notice there was a lot of Kentucky flavor to your top ten list that you would like to have. You kind of sprinkled. The Kentucky Cowboys are coming. <laughs> sprinkled, sprinkled a lot of uh, blue into the uh, – 
uh, mix there. Yes. Um, how much is your all's free agency? And I, I talk when I say your all's, everybody's kind Hold of free. On, can I bring up a, sure. Before we start in the free agency, because I just, I love this. What's up? Uh, you know, it's very interesting that you've got, you know, two linemen on there. You know, you Kentucky boy, I, I know. But Dallas needs, what do they need? They need depth on that offensive line. So, of hey, course. hey, Landon Young, let's go. Hey, let's go down here. Buddy. Don't forget about Chris Drake's in this draft, too. I mean, he came out of Kentucky. He did? He yeah. Our, uh, well, I don't – yeah, he was – no, he wasn't our, wasn't our center. Well, no, he was our center. That's right. I got – because I've been getting him and Kennard mixed up. But it's all about yeah. – I mean, O-line depths, which, I mean, you know, depths where it's at. And, you know um, – I just fit. Well, oh, we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. We'll dive in there. I like them dives. I like them. Sorry about that. I, I think we can get at least like one Kentucky boy anyway in this draft. Yeah. At least one. Uh, I would like to see it. But. How has your all's free agency changed your draft needs, do you think? So, I was Monte Casey. Uh, when we picked him up, I figured he was going to come. He was an Atlanta boy for Dane Queen came out of. I figured we would get DeMonte Casey. Really thought we would get KJ Wright, but we passed on him. It's kind of, it's made me kind of lean away from 100% that Dallas was going to pick a defensive guy because I was just set stone they was. But now I think everybody's wondering what Jerry Jones and Stephen Jones is going to do at 10. I don't know. I was. Dead said they was going to pick a corner or go defense. Now I don't know. I have no idea. They could go either one. Okay, quick. Let me let, let me ask you a little question here. Okay, I'll get to it. Dallas is secondary. What do you think about? Give me uh, give me your input on Anthony Brown, Demonte Casey, Donovan Wilson, and of course you know Diggs is a, he's my best. Yeah, he, uh, he, he talk about your other three positions. I love Donovan Wilson. Um, Donovan Wilson's explosive. Uh, I still think we need we need help on uh, the corner. I mean, I just I think we need help on the corners. I don't know what really. I like Casey, but I don't know really what he's gonna be able to give us all season. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, he's still kind of up in the air. Of course, you know Xavier Woods is gone. Uh, Chido Bayouzia is gone. So there's a lot of pieces to plug in there. I so like that one Wilson to start. So that falls back on your other corner, Anthony Brown. And that's where I think Sertain goes at 10. To fill yeah. Anthony Brown? Yeah. And then you're going to have him and Diggs, you know, well, they, was talking, they was talking about. There were some people talking that Sertain might not even play much over Brown. And I'm just like, how? But well, then you don't make that draft pick, right? I mean, I don't know. Right. It, that's for, of course, Jones and them to decide. Right. I don't want to turn this into the Cowboy. That's all. No, you're fine. You know, it's but just, you're tight. Uh, as far as what good we free agency, by the way, to the Titans. Yeah, yeah. 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 I, um, I, I think what the Titans have done is really kind of try to do as best they can fix up the defense. At that first level, or in terms of depth, at your one spot. Um, of course, we let some pretty good players go, and to, you know, for cap space reasons. Um, 
But obviously to pick up a bud free, that's gonna help with that pass rush situation. Uh, you know, putting him opposite of Harold Landry. Uh, and then getting Jayon Brown back. I mean, linebacker core is going to be pretty good. Uh, picking up Autry to put him with. You're welcome. Um, yeah. Thanks, Grace. Thanks. Thanks. Put him with uh, Big Jeffy in the middle. Uh, we're going to be, yeah, we're going to be pretty tight up front. Um, now, I'm kind of curious to see how the secondary part works out. Of course, we picked up uh, Marlon Jenkins. And uh, Janoris, uh, Janoris Jenkins. I don't know why I said Marlon. Sorry, uh, Janoris Jenkins, and um, which I mean, he's a proven veteran, um, you know, not really much of a man guy anymore, but um, it's just kind of I'm eager to see what, what we end up doing in the secondary. Of course, we got Christian Fulton, um, we did bring back a Dory. No. Or no, the no, door is gone. Lost him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and we let Malcolm Butler go, <laughs> so we let, let them both go. Um, and Kenny Vaccaro is gone, so our secondary is going to look completely different next yeah, year. So, in terms of draft needs, I think that kind of really shifted around what we need. I think with the free agency, we've kind of stopped the bleeding up front a little bit. That kind of leaves it wide open for secondary in that first pick. Mm-hmm. Now, we don't necessarily have to go secondary that first pick. There's an opportunity there to go offense if they want to. Mm-hmm. But I think at this point, the Titans are going to be looking for best fit, best available player to add to that roster. If it's an offensive player that's going to be a – if it's going to be a somebody that we can plug and play and help our offense, I think they go that route. If it's a defensive player that can start, I think we're going that route. And I think it'll have to be a secondary player. That's why I know he's not going to fall that, that far, but uh, Mulrig at TCU, I think he immediately improves our secondary. Um, there's a couple of corners there. Like you said with Farley, I, I'm not sure about him in terms of holding up. Um, and, you know, we've kind of gotten – yeah, it worked out with Jeffrey Simmons, but right. we're in that win now mode. And uh, that's what you know, I so, was just thinking it too. I was like, "You're in the win now window." You got to have somebody that can play immediately. Yes. And uh, so I think that's where the Titans are going to go. Best player available. And it's a deep DB class too. I mean, yeah, very. Even if Mowry wasn't there, that, this this I think, I think we'll be able to grab a corner in the second, third round that provides. A, I mean, that I've got provides it, good just, depth. Right. If not a starter. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that passes us off to old Indy and Oakland over here. No. And for the record, I'll disagree with you because y'all need skill players. Uh, A.J. Brown and Derrick Henry is just not going to cut it. Sorry. Okay, so I'm on. Is it my Tampa. turn yet? No. Before, before okay, we move on, get started on that because. I just watched a Super Bowl won by a defense. Okay, but they had uh, offensive guy. You know, uh, their their offense did not win that Super Bowl for them. Their defense shutting down Patrick Mahomes won them. Well, that's correct, but they also scored points too, as well. Yeah, well, we can score points. I mean, we didn't have any problem doing that this year. It was our defense that wouldn't allow us to win games. By the way, did the Jets we, overpay for Corey Davis? Oh yeah, that was ridiculous, wasn't it? And then you turn around, and oh, now who's going to throw in the ball? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's going to be Zach Wilson, but we'll get into that later. Uh, Side note: Did you see the workout video Derrick Henry had? Sure. When he was the the chain around his neck. Sure. 
Tannehill did it too. <laughs> I don't know if you saw that one or not. No. It was more like a purse, but. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, I like uh, Rashad Bateman out of Minnesota, by the way. Uh, water Sabres. Uh, yeah, he's very good. I uh, need to look into him. And Kendarius Tony out of Florida. He's a speedster. Uh, he's got good hands. Uh, yeah, he's just lines up in the slot a lot. Anyways, okay. Um, that's that's not the, That's just not the Titans' mo though. I mean, never has. Well, it needs to start being if you're going to play the Chiefs. I mean, look at the look at the receivers <laughs> we drafted first. Corey Davis wasn't you know a burner. He was a big, tall, physical receiver. That's why we drafted him. Um, you know, typically. That's not the type of guys we go for. A.J. Well, Brown, you know, wasn't known as a, a burner. He was more of a physical specimen. Well, well uh, Mr. Deckard, I think they need to go that route, or they're not going to get to the Super Bowl. Okay. Uh, what was the question? Anyway. <laughs> what, what was the question? What was, is it, what Indy or doing? Oakland, you choose. Oh, man. Uh, well, I'll do a quick take on Indy. Uh, Liam Eichenberg, left tackle, and nobody's talking about out of Notre Dame. Uh, stud. Um, Pat, it's Pat Green, uh, out of Pittsburgh defensive end. I like to see him in the second. Okay, Raiders. Raiders. We'll talk about the Raiders. Four years. And I mean four years. You can put this on Rodney Grants. Just go ahead. Uh, with all the 82 coaches that's coached the Raiders in the, for 16, 17 years, I've watched them with my eyes. Just glued to the TV. Whiff. Whiff. I can Derrick Henry or Derrick Henry. Gosh, you got me talking about the Titans. Jamarcus Russell. Derek Carr might be their best draft pick in 15, 16 years. Clil Mack, he broke my heart. That, that was a pick of a draft though, by the way. Reggie McKenzie killed it. They killed that. Gabe draft. Jackson, I mean, the list have- goes on. I don't know why they're farting bombs now. They're yeah. farting bombs now. Uh, Gruden, and I say it every time on School Your Sports, Mike Mayock, if you can hear me in Litchfield, Kentucky, I am begging you. I am deeply begging you. You gutted the offensive line. Okay, let me turn to my notes here real quick. Is this, uh, throw this on Rodney Grants. Just skip the NFL draft, so we'll come back to that. Uh, I thought you were going to talk about Mark Few with Durant. Ah, well, Mark Few. You know what? Mark Few's a a sweetheart, so I'm not – I got to thinking about it. I'm going to give him a pass. Um, Okay, hold on. I'm giving It don't take much to get that fire burning. Oh, oh, boy. (laughs) (laughs) If you're in Vegas over there and you two are in the office, hear me out here. Um, (laughs) Gut the offensive line. We trade Gabe Jackson, trade Rodney Hudson, you trade Trent Brown, offensive line, and, and then you paid Colt Miller. Yeah, he's progressed. Yeah, he's looked good through the years, da da da. Got Denzel Good at right tackle. Uh, you can move him anywhere on the line, da da da. Brandon Parker, he's been a terrible second round pick. Andre James, not gonna lie, don't know much about him because Rodney Hudson's been playing the last 800 games for the Raiders, but he's gone now, so that don't matter. Um, they put up points last year, guys. Okay, they put up points. Did they or did they not? They did. So, okay, they lose Nelson Aguilar to the uh, Chiefs. That's neither here nor there. Nobody comment on anything on Facebook. The Patriots. Okay, they replaced him with John Brown. I like it. I like it. Go out and get Willie Snead, Kenyon Drake, and center Nick Martin from the Texans. 
Don't know much about Nick Martin. Like I said, I've been you know heavily invested on Rodney Hudson for the past you know umpteen years because he's like a twenty-two time Pro Bowler. Um, and aside from bringing in Kenyon Drake, which a bit was a big head scratcher to me, they have Rugs, Brian Edwards, Brown, Renfro, or excuse me, uh, Rugs, Edwards, Waller, Foster Moreau. I would love to see more in the offense. You know, he would he got limited last year because they brought in Jason Witten, no offense. Mm-hmm. But the year before Foster Moreau killed him. Right. I mean, red zone, I mean he was just killing it. Okay. Offense aside. Defense, hear me out, John, Mike, hear me out. Can we draft the best dang player? Oh, it's I gotta keep it G. Can we can we get the best the best on the board and stop reaching. Sitting there at 17, Jeremiah Owosu Koromoa, for the love of God, he will be there. You need your quarterback of the defense. He fits Gus Bradley's system. God, you cannot whiff on him. Do not pass him up. Do not select a right tackle. Don't go tackle, okay? Because you barn bar me when you selected Colton Miller, okay? You could have got him in the second round. Get the best player available when they fall in your lap like Jeremiah will. The guy is a sideline to sideline. I've got notes. I'm not going to waste my time. I love him. I love him. So, just do what I'm saying. Just, just I know y'all get paid the big bucks. I've watched tape on this guy, and I mean, I mean, my list goes on and on and on. Hey, I mean, can I'm asking one question. Yes. Who's been the biggest reach of their drafts? The biggest. The, the biggest, yes, the biggest. The biggest farts. Oh. I mean, I'll go ahead and admit Taco Charlton. For us, yeah. I mean, that was yeah, a, that was a, a dumpster. And he was a team. When he goes to the Chiefs and wins the Super Bowl. Yeah, I mean, some players just gotta need other. Okay, I'm gonna get a Tanner Muse. By the way, if the guy can stay healthy, yes, good. But they've got it's pound the table defense. Tanner it Muse is defense. Yeah, he's been a big fart because he didn't play. He stayed injured, and I know it's not his fault. Uh, I want to see Rugs more involved in the offense next year, John. Um, the offense is not the problem here. Yes, you go to your offensive line, but this draft is so deep with linemen, very special talent on the line. You've got to hit the defense. They need, uh, let's see, I, what I'm really surprised in free agency, they didn't go out and get a veteran corner. They need help in the secondary in that back end. They need help. And then in the second round, I want to see Javon Holland out of Oregon. Well, I mean, Sherman's still out there. They can – he is. I mean, which I, still out there. And he's been in Vegas for a while. Hopefully, Shane bumps into him when he's in Vegas and give him a shout out. He's telling him to come to Tennessee. Yeah, I'll, I'll be recruiting. Shane, bring him. He'll bring him. He'll have him. Like, Richard Sherman's going to be a tiger. Yeah. If Shane meets him in Vegas, Richard Sherman's going to Tennessee. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's going to be a tiger. But I'm pounding the desk this year for defense. Okay, another quick little take and I'll shut up. And I'll move, we'll move right along. Okay. Uh, so what changed my mind while I went linebacker with Jeremiah was, okay, at first I'm thinking D-tackle. I'm thinking Christian Barrymore, Barrymore from Alabama, Hoss, mm-hmm. awesome. I mean, he is a stud on that defensive line. But they went out and got Solomon Thomas, Quentin Jefferson, um, Darius Phelan. I mean, so – and then you, you, you re-sign John Hankins. You bring it back Mohar. So the D-line and – 
Yannick Najoku, thank you, Mike Mayock. Thank you. Thank you for, you know, that was a good sign for the love of God. And, you know, that's going to free up Mad Max. Less double teams, mm-hmm. you know. Okay, I feel like I'm really talking a lot here about the Raiders. No. Uh, we'll say, uh, we'll see. good. Uh, I, was... I just want to flip a table over if they don't get it right. I'm going to literally quit run my whole drywall or something. Get it right. I'll be honest. I, I think their defense was I, I terrible. One late round gem. I think somebody is going to find, mm. and that is the linebacker from Clemson, Slavinsky. Shane's brought him up. That is, he's a baller. But he ain't on my top two hundred, so I don't know. He is. He so is. I mean, he's but, on, I mean, I mean, he is the traditional middle linebacker that you want that is not afraid to hit a train. And I, I just like the way he plays. I, he's got that defensive mentality. I think he is going to be a future star for somebody. I'm not sure who that team is, but I think I really think that he's going to make a team, and I think he's going to be – he's he's not that overall freak athletic kid, but he's more of your – oh, who would I compare him to? Uh, Erlacher's. What? Kind of like an Erlacher. Damn it, Christmas. You know, somebody oh that I think gosh. he's going to have that mentality Shoot. of just shutting the middle down on the run. That force of a nature. I, I think. I, kind of look like him Luke up. Keekly type. I think he could be like a Luke Keekly. Yeah. I really do. And uh, I think he's going to make a team. I think that he's going to shine um, for somebody. And I, mean, I wouldn't be opposed if it was a Titan. But and that's. I, that's cool though. I like to see the linebackers go back to that. Mm-hmm. I really would. I, I love watching Smash Mouth football. Yes. 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 But, but a lot of them are going away from that. And you know, I, like I said, I've highlighted where our teams are picking. And like when I was watching film, it was just mostly for, I mean, for our teams, about 99%. And you know, the Cowboys, they are setting really pretty, especially for, you know, that 10th pick. Man, they're right there, right where you want to be. 44. Let's go on the third Who, Who's nine? Broncos. Yeah, that's why the Titans are going to trade up for Kyle Pitts. So. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> what would you do? Oh, here we go. <laughs> Let's get, if Shane, they trade it up. I'm, I'm calling Shane. He's, yeah, I've just got to – I'll have to rant for a little bit. I would congratulate you on getting a great player, but I would have to rant for a little he bit. He would. Derek if would y'all go sit right in front of us and just yank him out, I'd be, I'd be, I'd be devastated. But – it's how the draft goes, I mean. Right. Well, uh, we're, There's we're so about much talent in this draft. So much talent. Yeah. Midway through here. I love and We have yet to talk about the, the big thing in sports, and it's kind of hard to think that we went this long without bringing it up. But Well, it's NFL draft season, Shane. Three the, weeks away. The NCAA tournament just did conclude. Baylor, Bears winning a uh, first NCAA championship. Congratulations, for Baylor. Congrats, Scott Drew. He promised an 0 3. 0 3. He got there. Yes, 0 3. I mean, it feels like I'm saying 1903, but 2003, he promised when he, well, I can't say promised, but when he got hired, it was one of his like introduction speeches. He said, I came here to win a championship. And he got it done. He's had some good teams. He has. Yes, he's, he's, really had some, had he's had some. I mean, he's been, what, fringe at lead eight? Yeah. And the been. thing about Baylor's teams are always so freaky athletic. They, they always have some freaky oh, athletes. NCAC was freaky athletic. Mm-hmm. 
This team was physical. This Baylor team was physical. And that, and that, that ultimately, the crap out of you. that is ultimately what gave uh, Gonzaga the most problems. That they were soft. That was they? physical nature. Yes, um, you can tell they didn't like it at all. No, it kind of and the kind of offensive style that Gonzaga ran. They need those clean lanes and things like that to create doors. little backdoor cuts, things like that, get those layups. And the physical nature of the Bears, I think, just really took them out of their game plan. And, you know, hats off to Baylor. You know, they had a game plan. They stuck to it. And it won. And it helps when you're hitting every three that you're throwing up. Oh, man. I mean, they were they were on just a, a streak there at one point. I was like, God, oh, they're not going to miss. And, uh, you know, they did cool off over a bit, and that's when Gonzaga made kind of a run. Uh, but then they got hot again and started hitting everyone after that. So, you know, hats off to them. But I do think Gonzaga gave us one of the best games in a long time with UCLA. Oh, yeah. yeah. One of the best games I've ever seen. Hands and, you know, Everything you wanted. And I hate to bring this up to a Kentucky fan, but – how do you let Johnny how Johnny Juzang get out? Boy, was he balling there, Gallon. Hey, we we really couldn't help that situation. The boy was homesick. He wanted to go back to California. What did he do? I mean, oh, and he did, and he went back and he balled. I mean, that, that, there wasn't really nothing that we could help in the situation. He he had one heck of a tournament run. He really. Oh, did. he did. I mean, one hundred eighty-seven points. Total in this tournament compared to 89 the whole last year. It does. I mean, it's hard to watch. But at the end of the day, you know, you congratulate him. Awesome for the kid. No hard feelings from me. I know other big blue fans will feel opposite. But there's a – I like the kid. I wish him the best. If he stays at UCLA, I, I hope he comes back next year and just stays on top of it, keeps rolling. I love watching the kid play. And I think, I'll be honest, that's one of the things that has kind of been a trend. It's been hard for Kentucky to keep those West Coast kids. Devin Askew just added to that list. I mean, Wilcher. Wilcher left and went. He was a West Coast kid, I think, and ended up at Gonzaga. He went back, yeah. He went through Gonzaga. I think he was originally from Oregon, maybe. Somewhere around there, yeah. And, um, but, I mean, the track record of keeping those West Coast kids has not been very good. It hasn't. And, been a uh, long list. Dan, like you said, ask you just adds to that. But, you know, I'll switch gears a little bit. And are we seeing a change in recruiting philosophy for Calipari? Do you think? I do. I think uh, Calipari's going away from uh, the one and dones. He's really focused more on. The transfer portals now. That's that's where I was going with that. I've seen more movement in him going after key grad transfers than before. Now, don't get me wrong. I think he's still going to target three or four big high-profile freshmen a year. But I think he's going to try to fill those voids of leadership with some key grad transfers. Kind of like you got out of... Um, Oh, what's his face this year? Uh, You're talking about like Sauer and uh, Mintz? Mintz. Mintz was, you know, Sauer never really lived up to the expectation, I think. But Mintz, I thought, came in and did really well as a grad transfer. And Mm -hmm. I thought it was one of the 
big leaders on that team was. when everything started to kind of turn around for them. And I really thought that would be opposite with Olivier Saar and Mins. I really thought the production would kind of shift and Saar would be that guy that Mintz became. Uh, but, you know, you made a good you know a good point about the transfers. Baylor just won that title with, I think, three of their starters were transfers. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, look, is it this being a – Kind of a change in the the way everything is going. It's it's it is. It's going more towards the players having. It seems like just this year too, players have a voice. Now it's kind of like if I, you know, I get my scholarship. If I want to, you know, bounce, I can go play for this coach I've always wanted to play for. You know, you see a lot of that. The guys that are leaving their school now to go play at a bigger Power 5 conference school. So, I mean, yeah, it's, it's something to keep a, a, an eye on. The, the transfer is becoming a huge, huge part in recruiting now. And it's uh, – I'm kind of curious to see how long they let that go because, you know, there are certain rules that go with transfers. You know, you just can't transfer to transfer unless you want to set out for a year. Um, kind of the same way in high school. That's why everything's so crazy right now because they lifted that rule. Yeah. So now when you go, like you're automatically good to go and play. So I'm eager to kind of see how long that that stays that way because it's not traditionally been that way. No. And it's been so hard to get transfers to come in and, you know, be there. Um, of course, and, and I think Calipari's already kind of racked up a few big ones. You know, the kid from West Virginia, which I don't know how good he's going to be if he couldn't start for West Virginia now. I mean, I just, I just want to give him a shout out because he can't speak a speak a lick of English, and I can't either right now. <laughs> I'm trying to talk about it, uh, but Oscar Sheboy, yes, Sheboy, yes, you got it, bro. Uh, he's a like you said. It, there's a lot of questions there with him. I, I, if he is anything like I think he could be, he's a monster. But like you said, you don't know. Well, that's the kind of game you play with the transfer portal. There, some of these guys are transferring for a reason. Though. Yeah. What is the reason? Are they are they cancer? Are they going to come into your team and cause more disruption than they're worth? Right. And you know, there's a you know there's a good reason. You know these kids are transferring. It's not because they just want to come to your team. All right. Most of these kids, there's some, some underlying issue while they're coming out of that program. Um, so I think it's going to be an interesting thing. And I, and I do see a change in philosophy and recruiting for Calipari because, you know, typically that's not the case with Calipari. It's five new freshmen or six new freshmen every single year coming in. Yeah, I mean, you know, the blue and white group a few years ago where you had 10 of them come in and just basically go to town. Um, But I think it's going to be easier, you know, for him to get some leadership from those transfers. At least you hope it is. And, you know, of course, Chris Mack, I will say from the Louisville standpoint, Chris Mack's been taking grad transfers for a year. Chris Jones a few years back. Uh And, you know, he's been successfully doing the grad transfer for for a while now. I don't know how true this is, but I do know Louisville was reached out to Ashkey. He has. And I could see, honestly, I don't think Ashkey's a great player. I think he's a good fit for what Louisville does, though. Yes. 
Um, and I think good. it would be just like Chris Mack to be kind of like a slap in the face. To oh, and him him. and the Calipari. I love that rivalry. He has brought the Louisville rivalry back. He is the prettiest it, it's, man. It's needed this, though. It is truly, and I've wanted to talk to you all about this, it's truly needed a Chris Mack kind of personality to come to Louisville to, hey, let's punch Calipari in the side. Let's get his attention. We're another school in our butts. Yes, we're tired. We're not going to lay down, and we're going to get in your face. I'm going to call you out on social media. You're going to know that there's another coach in the state of Kentucky besides you. Yeah. And I love it. I think it's great for the, the rivalry, the viewing. The It's everything you want from that. Right. Because yeah. we've been losing that. We have. It's, very, yeah. it's shifted it's away. Well, I'll be honest, as a local fan, when you get beat every year, it's not much of a rivalry. And it's like you want, you want to see it. Hey, the last, the last couple of years, though, have been very good competitive games, and that's ultimately what you want to see. Is you want to see your scene with a chance and – and, uh, you know, two years ago, it was a good competitive game. Went right down to the end. Kentucky, of course, won it. And then this year is a good competitive game. Of course, it went Louisville's way. Um, but I do think that, you know, the rivalry from year in, year out, I, I do think it's kind of becoming a little bit more fierce. And I do think Chris Mack has a lot to do with that because, like you said, he's not afraid to poke a bear. And, uh, Doesn't he look like he's 70? But the camera zooms in, and he's like 35. It was just a video he made. He was like, let's do everything Cal wants to do. Let's just, like, because they broke off the deal about when COVID hit and everything. And Chris Matthews gets on there and is like, hey, basically, I'm coming at you, Cal. I don't care what you say. I'm going to say what I want to say, and there's nothing you, you can do about, about it. it. And I love it. He was so sarcastic. It was just Beautiful. He does this thing with his nose. It's really funny. He'll... Yeah. He's like, he gets just another little segment from me. He's like, I want to do everything Cal wants to do. <laughs> Let's keep Cal Perry happy. You know, I'm paraphrasing. <laughs> it was just so, it was awesome to see, you know, a rival. A little story. juice. Yes, come back. Let's get this going again. Yeah. Let's make this game fun. Fun. When Louisville, Kentucky play, I wanted to have that Michigan, Ohio State. Yeah. I wanted to have that Duke, Carolina. Mm-hmm. I love that. I want that. Let's go at each other. Let's be two of the top programs and butt in. Yeah. I love it. And uh, just kind of, I want to kind of alter the subject just a little bit there off of just focusing on those main two teams there. But I, here lately, I've gotten kind of a real appreciation for the lower – division collegiate sports um and I, I don't know if you know much about d2 d3 and naia schools things like that but you know there's a lot of kids out there that aren't d1 and there's actually hundreds of thousands of kids that are in that d2 d3 and AI level that you know you don't see and you don't talk about on a daily basis but you know getting to watch spring football because a lot of the d3 and nai 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 yeah, schools so i got it out uh did not play in the fall and elected to play the spring so you're getting to see some football in the springtime which is actually kind of neat it is neat. and it is. so you know here the last few weekends well actually last weekend i actually got to go to a game and uh, a D3 game, and I've been watching some of the other ones on, you know, live streams and things like that. 
And it's really neat and to gain an appreciation for the different divisions of, because I mean, everybody knows D1. Everybody knows your Kentuckys, your Louisville's, your North Carolinas, your Alabamas. They're going to get the cream of the crop. And, but you know, when that there's such a small percentage of athletes that are at that level compared to the overall scheme of things. And that's kind of where, you know, I've really gained an appreciation for like those D3 and NAIA schools because these kids are at that level students first. And, you know, they're not getting paid or getting scholarships full necessarily, rides. full rides yeah. to be there. Right. You know, those kids are there either on academic merit or just because they still love the game of football and they, and they play it. And uh, taking a trip with Kaler last week to Greenville University on his official visit up there, I, you know, I watched a little running back up there, and he balled out. I mean, 226 yards on 26 carries, I think. Any level. What was his name? You just I know him as a little running back? Yeah. Any his name? I can't. Yeah, I mean, it's on Twitter, but I can't remember well, what his name Well, we got to look it up on Twitter. But, I mean, any 226 yards at any level. Yeah, uh, football no is a heck of a game for running back, and, and kid balled out. And you know, to me, that was like refreshing. This kid is not going to get the you know acclaim. Yeah. If he was at Alabama, ran for two twenty six and three touchdowns like that kid. I mean, that first kid's round. On, that kid's on Sports Center. Yeah, but I mean, for what he did was to me just kind of you know refreshing to see because he did it because he loves the game. And, uh, you know, whether it's baseball, whether it's basketball, football, croquet, Soccer. tennis, whatever, Paint you know, ball. those NAI schools and those D3 schools, I mean, to me, there's just something pure about just playing the game because you love to play it. Right. And, you know, taking a kid through the recruiting process, it would be very easy for, you know, Kaylor with his GPA and his ACT and all that stuff, just go to Western or go to Louisville or go to UK, basically on a full ride and not have to pay a dime and just be one of the small fish in a big pond because there's 26,000 people on those campuses. Um, but, you know, truthfully, he's not done. He, he don't want to give up his dream yet. His goal is to continue to play football. And it's going to be at a small school like that. And that's perfectly okay because, you know, he gets to keep playing. Hey, exactly. He get, he's going to get to continue to play for four more years. And right. to him, that is the most important thing uh, above that. Uh, hold that thought. We might have hot fudge cake coming. <laughs> so, but, but I, I just think that is something neat to kind of especially wash here in the uh, spring season is if you've not watched any D3 teams or anything like that, there's all kinds of live stream and stuff like that with those things going on. So jump on and, you know, watch those bad boys. And speaking of those bad boys. <laughs> Check these bad boys out. There's your delivery right there. Yes, sir. Oh, sorry. I'm knocking everything over. Gosh, dang it. So, um, oh, gosh. But it's been a, a fun ride. And, of course, we leave out tomorrow to go to Carthage College, another D3 school in Kenosha, Wisconsin. And Speak of the devil. It's just been a, a, a fun ride. Sorry for the inconvenience for everybody watching. But we got a hot fudge cake and we, some deliveries. Some deliveries. From a two and a half star quarterback. Yes, two and a half. <laughs> yes, sir. 
I'm saying that. Yes, sir. So, I never thought that I would have uh, to say that. How about that? So it, it's been a it's been a cool spring to say the least. And as uh, we hit the 50 minute mark and we get ready to wrap things up. What? 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 Oh, you're doing like an hour and a half. The podcast only goes for an hour. Oh, we can't do like a to be continued. Then come back. <laughs> I guess we could, but you're gonna spend 30 minutes eating that gigantic. Oh, my. They got there. Um, so as we kind of wrap things up and close it down, and Scaler comes in and delivers another big glass of water. Thank you. Um, now I'll go ahead and start with my my closings today. And it's going to be completely something different that we've Whoa. talked about. Completely changing gears here. Because okay. I'm going to go to baseball. Whoa. And how fun it is to watch, like, people in stands again. Yeah. And hats off to the Texas Rangers for just saying, you know what? If you want to come watch baseball, come watch baseball. That was awesome. You know, I didn't see a mask A1 in, that, in any of those pictures. And people were side by side, full capacity. Come on out, Texas Rangers fans. Love me. Let's watch baseball. This is be real. And, Go ahead. And uh, it, it was so refreshing <laughs> to finally just have somebody say, you know what? We're, we're just going back to normal. Shout out to the commissioner and the governor of you know state of Texas. This really caused a big ripple with the All-Star game. And, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, that's kind of a different subject, but with... Oh, we won't get into that real good. I, I think Cincinnati the other day when we went, because we went to the Reds game, I think it was at 20 or 25% capacity. Um, but you had set in pods. There was still a good crowd there. And i tell you what, Cincinnati went off that night. Uh, lead, off, lead off home run. Uh, lead off hitter had another one. And he, I think he had a solo shot, a three-run shot. They scored 14, I think, which is astronomical for like a baseball five one. one. Yeah, they're they're off to a great start. So the Reds are hot right now. You're just in the season now. And yeah, in the season now, go to the World Series, and you might have a shot. Let's go. But now, of course, they've not played like the Padres, the Dodgers, Cubs, anybody <laughs> like that. But pretty good start. I bet Carver was on cloud nine. He was. Uh, That's good. And you know, why not buy him a Marlins shirt then? He's a Marlins fan, too. Oh, yeah. Carver, you can only have one team in baseball. Oh. Okay. I'm just kidding. Have you not figured out he don't do teams, he does players? Yeah. He likes his players, don't he? Yeah. He, uh, it, and that's another thing that's kind of been interesting about, I don't know, coming to this as a parent, is having kids that love multiple sports. Uh, Kayla, of course, loving football. Avery, volleyball. And Carver being a baseball guy. Um, it, it's really allowed me to enjoy something different, kind of with each of them. It's been it's been a fun process, but now you know, like I said, hats off to baseball for trying to. You know what? We're not we're not doing this. We're we're going to get back to normal as much yes, as possible. We're, we're going to let. And MLB just said, you know what? It's up to your state. It's up to you and how you work it out. And that's why Texas was like. Deuces, <laughs> come on in. I love Texas. And my gosh, where the state oh, It was cool. I mean, it was sold out. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I haven't heard of anybody dying. I hope nobody is. But that was, like Shane said, that was just awesome to see that. To see everybody in that stadium Especially cheering. Young. Let's get back to normal. Let's enjoy our sports. Let's go. It's time. It is. I mean, we've been waiting. Government, you will not hold us down. 
<laughs> we are coming in hot. Sorry. But, I mean, you can go down a big foxhole with that. But yeah, yeah. You know, I, know. I know there's a lot of upset people at MLB, but someone had to take the step. Baseball did it. Kudos to them. Yes. And now I don't know how much time we got left. I got to give Roy Williams a shout out. Good, hell of a career, heck of a career. I mean, shout out Roy. I know he's retired. Oh, 95 years old. I'm just kidding. No. I had to give him a shout out before we hung it up. Yeah. I see where he retired. Your career. Drew Brees, too. Because I don't think we mentioned him in no, the last podcast. Right, yeah, he retired. Out. We forgot all about him. Great career. Didn't like the fact that he beat the coach in the Super Bowl. <laughs> is what it is. That was mostly uh, Sean Payton's fault for the onside kick after halftime. Uh, well, yeah. Huh? yeah, let's not blame your own special teams coordinator. That wasn't. I'm blaming Hank Basket for the love of God. The guy that dated the girl that lived in uh, that mansion with Hugh Hefner. He it hit him in the shoulder pads, and it just. I mean, I don't know what he was thinking. Hank Basket, that's your fault. We lost the Super Bowl. And another thing, are you recruiting me and Derek for your? You know, because you're a defensive coordinator now. Are you recruiting us? No. We just did film study. What was that for then? I was just showing off my new, that, my new Surface Pro. So you gave us hope and then you shot it down. Yeah, that was just the Surface Pro. I was. That's just a bunch of baloney. Smart, you better go ahead. By the way, if you want a new device, highly recommend a Surface Pro. This thing is wicked. Hello. Yeah. Oh, well, I really do want to get me one. Like I do. Well. Since I didn't get no take, um, first gonna play you off. Yeah, just, uh, big bold prediction here: Zach Wilson will be better than Trevor Lawrence. Book it, bank it. Thank you. NFL draft three weeks away. I love it. I crave it every year. Three days of greatness. All right, and I think we're at LV yes. Shane taking us back out today. You all enjoy. Peace out, Litchfield. And from all over around the world. Yeah, I like it. Well, he got a good shout out. <laughs> back, back to the hot the, the greatness. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Someone I'm doing an hour and a half. That was it. <laughs> that was it as we're still technically recording here.